We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hyde, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey, everybody, Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. To you, the listener, I want to thank you. I want to let you know that I appreciate you, and I'm super thrilled to have you here for another amazing episode. If there's ever anything that I can do to support you, just reach out. LinkedIn is going to be the channel that you're going to find me most active on. Search for Lori Hybe. You can simply click the follow button. As I post daily information about marketing strategy, tips, all podcast episodes, and any upcoming events. If you'd like to connect, make sure to send a note with your connection request that references Social Capital. I can't wait to hear from you. Social Capital Podcast is sponsored by Keystone Click, a strategic digital marketing agency that believes in order to successfully market to your ideal customer, you have to first understand that customer. Learn more at keystoneclick.com. Let's get to today's guest. I've got Eric Smart with me. He's the CEO and founder of Myoderm, a manufacturer of skincare and pain relief products that use CBD as a key ingredient. Myoderm products are sold nationwide in retailers like Dick's Sporting Goods, GNC, and Rite Aid. He has worked in the pharmaceutical and food manufacturing industries with companies that included Teva, I hope I said that right, Pharmaceuticals, Edwards Life Sciences, and Dean Foods. From 2009 to 2010, Eric owned a professional U.S. continental cycling team that received international recognition. He has been featured on network and cable television podcasts and written articles for national publications. He's earned a BA from the Citadel in Charleston, South Carolina, and an MBA from the University of California. Eric, welcome to the show. Hey, Lori. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you here. And I, I know you said you've listened to a couple episodes. Every once in a while, I'll talk about that I've gotten into biking, cycling the last few years. So that'd be a fun little topic to go on a tangent on at some point. <laughs> All right. I, uh, I've got stories. I've got stories. This year I rode my first century. It was pretty wow, exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. It was, it was a big milestone for me and, um, I, I definitely will do it again. I, I think I, there's a couple of things I need to work on. <laughs> yeah. It, most of it's just pedaling more. Yeah. It's, it's primary, primary. Well, it's, it's, you know, the health side of things like what I'm eating and just, you know, the long-term physical, mental, um, prep, I think is critical for that, but I, I enjoyed it and I'm happy that I did it. Um, let's dive into the question. So, uh, innovation is something that I very much believe every business needs in order to stay relevant. How, how do we innovate? Well, I would expand on that to say most businesses do not innovate. It's actually more of a rarity than it is mm -hmm. a reg regularity. And that's not surprising because it's difficult. So, and just understanding what innovation is is largely misunderstood. It's not just a novel thing. So people conflate innovation with novelty. Certainly innovation has novelty in it, but what it really is, is there's either an invention of something new with utility, or there's a new combination of things that create way more value than the independent parts. And that's a difficult thing to do. But it's a great thing to strive for. And certainly, if you want to have a great company, a great organization, if you want to do great things, 
you're going to have to be innovative. There's just no choice around that. The other options are found a monopoly. That's a great way to do it too. Mm -hmm. Or um, yeah, just have more money than anybody else. Those are your only other options. Yeah, I I do agree with you that a lot of businesses aren't innovating at the level they should be. I mean, people are always looking for the newest, brightest, shiniest, fastest, whatever it is, but um, there's always going to be some something out there. One of the things I tell my team constantly is every time we do something, I want them to do it 1% better than the last time they, they did it. And I think that's so, so that, important to just that's constantly a good point. evolve. That's a good point. I would recommend maybe update thinking for your listeners and you know, maybe if you're thinking about it too, I often tell people iteration is also very valuable. Mm -hmm. so we talk about increasing 1%, that's iteration. And that's a very valuable thing and necessary, required actually, especially when you get into products because stagnation kicks in immediately and more and more so in a mature market. So iteration is key, but that's why I really focus hard on how innovations you know, materially different than what most people think. There's a lot of conflation mm -hmm. around that. You have to, you have to invent something new or have new combination of things, which is extremely difficult to do. And that's why, um, that's my most interesting top talking point because I've spent a big chunk of my life trying to be innovative. Certainly, with the current company, Myoderm, what we did was we combined new things. So CBD came on the market. That's a new ingredient. It existed a long time, right? It's a molecule in the canvas plant. Mm -hmm. But we actually put it with pharmaceutical technologies where it's in a water base. So there are no other CBD products you can buy in the world that have a water base. They're all oil-based because mm -hmm. CBD is a lipophilic molecule, which means it goes into solution oil. Ours is the only product, only commercialized product in the world where CBD in high concentration is in a water base. So when you're using skincare products, do you want an oily mess on your face? Sure. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. You want you want something that goes into your dermal layers, that's water-based, that's mm -hmm. going to absorb and moisturize and hydrate. Cool. So that's that's what we produce and that's what we've innovated in the skincare and pain relief space using pharmaceutical technologies. Oh, I love that. Um, let's talk about what entrepreneurs should not do. What comes to mind oh, there? <laughs> another favorite topic because I've I've made all the mistakes, so you know, <laughs> I feel people's pain out there. Uh -huh. um, well, I mean, the first one's right in line with innovation. So, do not do more of the same. I'm sure you, as a marketer, the last thing you want to do is go out and spend all your time and energy promoting and building brands that are just copies of something else. Mm -hmm. Is that fair? Oh yeah. hundred percent agree with that. That sucks. That's yep. no fun. Yep. Not interesting. So, and low probability of success. So sure. if you're doing the same thing, you're just a different color or a different uh, something, but it's basically the same thing. Don't do that. Do not do that. So what you want to strive for is innovating, create something that has new utility, or is significantly different than what's in the market that customers will want. So that's the first thing you don't do is more of the same. And the second thing is just as important, maybe the most important thing in all of business. Don't be the very first and don't be the very last. Don't be either. Be early, but don't be the very first, don't be the very last. So timing 
and the academic literature, uh, unlimited amount of experience across the business world for the past 200 years will tell you nothing's more important than timing because you have the best ideas, even be able to execute, but if the timing's not right, it ain't going to win. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. I like the don't be the first, don't be the last thinking. Um, you know, I just in in marketing in general, like, you know, between Burger King and McDonald's, like McDonald's is always number one. And they're the ones that always attack the most. And 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 I know you're looking at more of that innovation route, but even in general, the first in business is always the one that gets the the biggest headache yeah. to some extent to maintain that first positioning. First guy through the gate gets all the arrows. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just going to mm-hmm. happen. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's a big one. And it's right up there with the innovation um, focus. Those two things, if you've got those two right, that covers a lot of other problems. So, yeah, definitely. Eric, right, this is so, a great. Oh, sorry. Go on. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no. Oh, I want to hear what you got to say. <laughs> well, the third one I have, the third don't is very controversial. It is going to create some. Uh, Tension. Okay. I'm, I'm going to explain it. So I think folks will, will agree with me. I think I'd be persuasive around this. Okay. The third one is whatever you do, don't follow your passions. Okay. You but need the, to elaborate a, that. Yeah. I want to hear it. There's I a hear caveat more. to that. Okay. Okay. So an error I see consistently and an error I've made in life is your passions are what you're excited about at the moment or have a passion for doing right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times those are hobbies and those are great things. Those are great ways to get creative energy to do things. But the real way to succeed, if you want to be successful in life, is to learn how to be passionate about success. Learn how to be passionate about building things or creating things or the processes of what you're doing and find ways to connect with the steps to success around what you're doing. And a lot of that's well proven out in biology. So there's a dopamine response to having successes and triggering that in ways on a consistent, but kind of uh, surprise basis that is very addictive and in a positive way. So I'm not saying that everyone's passions are bad. But I am saying most people's passions are not areas you want to, and when I say passion, I mean things they just love doing in their free time, mm-hmm. that they should spend their career doing. What they should do is learn to adapt passion to what makes good sense in the market and that they can find excitement and success in. Does that work for you a little bit? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of connecting all the dots here. Yeah, so it because it sounds very much like a a mindset positioning thinking thing going on here as far as um, connecting the successes, uh, which gives you excitement and motivation um, and making that and those feelings around accomplishment. Um, yeah, and you can, you can gravitate towards fields that you like. Sure. But a, a great example is, you know, the, the most common would be the artistic endeavors. Let's say, you know, music, right? There's a lot of people that follow music as a passion. And maybe their talent level's not there to be a musician. And we know some of them, they just keep going. They spend a tremendous amount of time in that. But what they can do is look at the music industry, right? 
And they say like, well, there's other areas I can work. I have passion in this. I can find the economics that makes sense in whatever part of that industry. So you can break it out. You don't have to be myopic. And I think that's passion creates myopia. And that's where problems kick in pretty fast. <laughs> no, I think I, we might all experience yeah. that. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. So now this, this is a good time to pause. Uh, I definitely agree with you, but I, I will circle back to this quick break and dive into the topic of uh, networking. Social Capital is sponsored by Keystone Click. Located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Keystone Click is a strategic digital marketing agency focused on helping their clients generate and nurture opportunities online. For Social Capital listeners, they've created an awesome Guide to Profits booklet featuring 42 tips on how to build brand awareness, generate leads, and nurture those opportunities online. Visit keystoneclick.com backslash profits to download your own guide today. All right, Eric. So when people hear this word networking, sometimes it evokes fear, some sort of reservations, uncertainty. And I'm I'm really hoping that we can alleviate some of that by you sharing a story of your most successful or favorite networking experience that you've had. Well, I, I do have networking stories. And I want to start with saying like, I don't like networking. I'm naturally an <laughs> introvert. Sure. Um, I like making things. I enjoy um, the process of building things. But I'll tell you this much. You're not going to get anywhere in life if you don't know folks, and mm-hmm. if you don't spend time networking. So this is my recommendation of folks who are like me who don't naturally want to do that. Take what you're doing. So especially if you're doing something innovative, especially if you've got a lot of energy about it, and realize that that's the, the mechanism for energizing your ability to go out and meet people because naturally you're going to want to talk about that. And in business, if you have something interesting to share, what you're doing, what your work is, and you're really energized by it, and you're you know, back to the passion part, if you are passionate about the, the things you're doing within the industry or whatever you're working in, whatever market, then that creates an ability to overcome the challenges a lot of people have with networking because you have to gin up energy. And if you're an introvert, you don't get energy from being around people. It, it actually sucks energy out of you. So that's where extroverts have tremendous advantages because they just get more energized being around people. Yep. So, so my stories are you know, amalgamated into, I always like to go into networking situations where I'm excited about what I'm doing and when the opportunity is appropriate, talking about it and sharing with people and trying to engage them, not just blathering, but like really asking them questions, giving them perspectives. And you never know what you learn. Like sometimes people have good insights. You, you meet some new friends. And ultimately, that is probably the most, the tightest corollary between success and life is with, in, in general, just things you can do is your relationships and your network. Yeah. I, I like that you commented on making new friends. Cause I think if, especially the introverted individuals go in with the mindset of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not here to find business, but rather just, you know, make some new relationships, friends, you know, whatever that may be. Cause oftentimes people in the professional space, there is some common ground and you might end up building a nice long-term friendship relationship that comes out of that. You can. 
And you can also meet folks who can be very helpful and interested in what you're doing, which Mm -hmm. is always nice. So how do you stay in front of and best nurture this network and this community that you create then? Uh, Generally for me, uh, it's been a requirement as one, when you raise capital for companies, that's a necessity. Um, And outside of that, I look for opportunities within my industry to take leadership positions. I'll give keynote speeches. So anytime you can put yourself in a position where you have to talk about what you're doing in a formalized way, post that, you're going to meet a lot of people because they're just going to come up to you and talk to you about it, right? So that's a very efficient way. If you can get that kind of opportunity, I recommend taking it because you're going to talk about what you want to talk about anyways. And then that attracts people who are interested in what you're doing. Totally. Totally agree with that. So what advice, Eric, would you offer that business professional who's really looking to grow their network? You have to find active ways to basically interact with people, at least in your industry. And, you know, just do it just and make it a priority. Um, Like I said, for me, it's not a natural thing. It's not something I natively want to do, but you will reap rewards from that. It's Mm -hmm. just, like I said, the empirical evidence is clear. You can you can go to any uh, university, and they actually do track a lot of uh, the data points around success around their graduates. Mm-hmm. And you know, networking, the ability to have large groups of friends to an extent, um, the ability to build relationships these are these are the key components to any most of the success factors in life. Yeah. Well, and, and as you commented earlier, you know, someone that you meet might be able to help you out. So it's, it's just as simple as asking, Hey, is there anyone that you know that you think would be a good connection for me to meet up with? So it's kind of an, an easy way to, to spread your wings a little bit further and, and meet some other people. A fun thing to do sometimes is to go in there with the mindset, Hey, I'm going to help someone. I'm interested in finding someone I can help. Mm-hmm. You know, just even just encouragement, just saying like, if I hear they have an interesting story, encouraging them, you know, um, those things, that's a, that's a, you can leave those situations feeling good. You're definitely going to, people are going to like you if you go in there and compliment what they're doing. So oh, that's a good mindset. Yeah. You don't have to always go in with, what can I get? Sometimes you'd be like, well, what can I give folks who are there? Just have something off them. Yeah. Um, I used to go to networking events kind of preloaded with two things I'm looking for and two things I can give. So that, you know, if someone that's came, a good way to do it, yeah. came up, you know, and they were looking for something that I was able to give, then I'd be like, oh, perfect. You know, here's, I've got this to give you <laughs> or something. Like yeah, that's a, that's a great one. Just, you know, have both sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you never know, you never know. Sometimes you're just the person that someone finds that's like, man, I'd really like to help you. And sometimes you're the person who would really like to help someone else. Yeah, exactly. Um, here's a fun one. So if you could go back to your 20 year old self, what would you tell yourself to do more of less of, or differently with regards to your professional career? Uh, well, I've already told you three of the don'ts for entrepreneurship. (laughs) I would finish the second two and the second two are way more easy to digest. And I think people respond well to them in the, so the fourth on the five don'ts for entrepreneurs is don't burn yourself out. Um, I don't care what you hear from whomever the star, um, you know, 
entrepreneur, executive, whatever, about working endless hours, that is crap. Mm -hmm. They do not. They work a lot of hours. But what they do is they replace intensity, especially high output over short duration intensity, with high frequency. If you want to win, do it every day and consistently. That's how you win. Don't sit there and for a week work, you know, 80 hours that week because you can burn yourself out. But show up and get it done 50, 60 hours a week. Sometimes you got to do that. And don't stop that pace. Keep that pace because in the end, the math works in your favor. You're going to end the year and your total work output is going to be significantly more than anyone who gets in there. And they do crazy hours one week and they're cooked after that and they have to recover. Yeah, so you need balance for sure. So don't burn yourself out. And the last one is, it's pretty simple. Everyone hears it. Don't quit. Mm-hmm. Like I have met so many people in business who have succeeded at very high levels who are not the most competent people in the world. But when they are, is extremely durable. So they just keep going. When everyone else quits, they just find a way to keep going. And then when the timing's right, they win. I love that. But I, 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 that, I mean, there's so much, so much truth to that. I've, I mean, I've experienced that. You feel my pain on that, Yes, no, I, I've, you're like, I've experienced that person win. Yep. yep. There's nothing special about that person. Oh yeah. (laughs) They stuck around when everyone else quit. That's how they won. Exactly. You're right. Now I I will put a caveat on that. If you don't have innovation, if you can tell us bad timing, if you're burning yourself out, and you're all jacked up around your passion or energy around it. Yeah, quit. Like it's not good. You've got you got get if you're fulfilling those other factors. If you've got a great product, you've got innovation, you can see the timing's right. You're trying to push through some barriers, but timing's good. You've got energy with it. Just keep going. <laughs> I the energy is so important, but that's to the point you said earlier about kind of balancing your time and don't burn you not burning yourself up you can work 50 even 60 hours a week consistently like you can't do 80 hours a week consistently Mm -hmm. you will fall to pieces and elon musk is lying do you know why elon's lying okay i'm curious (laughs) you know why elon's lying because he can't say the truth elon why are you so successful he says because i work constantly more than anyone else he does work a lot but the reason he's more successful is because he's smarter than us. Mm-hmm. He can't say that. That's socially unacceptable, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's got to say something else. So he just like, I work endless hours. Yeah. But that's not true. <laughs> he, he, he's, I, I can say with a high degree of certainty that what he does is he never stops work. Like seven days a week, even when he's relaxing, even when he's watching a movie, there's still something in his head turning on problems he's trying to solve. Sure. It probably makes him difficult to be married to. I think he's got a few marriages, mm-hmm. but you know what I'm saying? There's just, yep. there are yep. elements to his personality. He's chilling out with his kids. He's probably having a good time. He's not working 90 hours work. He's probably working about 60, maybe 70 hours a week, which is man, it was tough, but it's, let's say 60 hours a week, but he's also way smarter than he's in, you know, the 99th percentile, like the brain power that he can generate. Yeah, it's beating everyone. So that's why he's at the top of the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. I'm going to give you the opportunity to interview me. Uh, Eric, what's something you'd like to ask me? 
tell me one of your favorite products or services that you've marketed before. Something that was like, wow, I'm excited to do this. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> there's so many. Um, actually, uh, we had a client for a while that has um, a CBD uh, pain lotion that I um, I tried it out and I loved it. It was great on my knees, especially after going for long bike rides. Um, and it was just super fun to help her. She really zoned in on her niche of, um, I'd say senior women who have lots of aches and pains. And, um, I believed in the product and it was a super fun, uh, project to work on. Okay. So you liked it because you personally experienced it. Yeah. Accurate. Yep. Yep. And I believed in it. Okay. I definitely um, do my best to try to experience or understand the ins and outs of whatever it is that we're we're marketing because I I believe we can't if we don't believe in what it is that we're helping to market it's it's the passion behind you know or the belief behind it isn't going to come out so um, I believe that we need to believe in what it is that we're pushing out to the world I know a lot of marketers don't think that way. But that's my philosophy. Well, those are evil marketers. So yeah, I'm thank not you for marketer. being thank <laughs> you for being on the side of good. Thanks. Uh fun question. Um, any final word or advice you want to offer our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? Yeah. Uh I think the the comment that you made, and certainly I also reiterate, is walk in with the concept of be prepared to ask good questions um, from people if you need something, but also be willing to give something. Mm-hmm. And if you're willing to give something, that's a lot of fun. It's nice to even bump into someone who really appreciates, you know, your insights or thoughts on something. That's a good time. Cool. Love it. Eric, if anyone was interested in getting in contact with you, what's the best way that they can reach you? Well, they can go through our website at myaderm, M-Y-A-D-E-R-M.com. And if they want to try our product, we have a promo code, Lori, because, hey, it's your podcast, (laughs) and they'll get 20% off their order. Cool. All right. We will include all of that information in the show notes. Um, I might have to go give it a little test run myself there. (laughs) Oh, Uh, that's happening. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, great. Well, th- thank you so much for being on this show. Uh, great conversation. It was a blast, Eric. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. Thank you so much, Eric, for taking the time to connect with us. As mentioned before, let's connect on LinkedIn. I'm definitely looking forward to hearing from you. And I hope you enjoyed today's show. Most importantly, go reach out and connect with someone. Reconnect with someone from your past or find someone new that you like to connect with. That's what it's all about. Go and build those relationships. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.